Welcome to the Be Your Own Badass podcast, a show dedicated to helping overwhelmed women stop people-pleasing and learn how to live their life guilt-free for putting themselves first. I'm your host, Sarah Catherine, and it's time to live a life on your terms. Let's get started. Hello, and welcome back to the Be Your Own Badass podcast. I'm Sarah Catherine, your host and fellow self-discovery coach here to help you feel empowered and confident to create an aligned, authentic life. So today, we are talking to Laura from The Self Set, who is an expert in all things self-compassion and self-love. And the reason why I wanted to have Laura on today is because I really think she takes an angle on these types of topics when it comes to confidence and self-compassion and self-love, self-care, like all of those different types of things, I think she takes an angle that is not only relatable, but something that's missing in the self-love space. And she talks about it during our interview today, but she really finds a way and to talk about both her journey and advice based off of what she's learned and advice she has for other people going through it, that it's okay to feel how you're feeling and to come from a place of more compassion when you're working on your own confidence. So really excited to have her on today. She's also the author of Create Your Confidence Journal, which I will have linked in the show notes if you're interested in that, which helps you reframe your mindset when you are working on your confidence and really gives you, again, that missing piece that we feel that the industry doesn't really talk about, that actual tangible steps that you can take to take something that's going on in your head and rewire it and reframe it in order to effectively kind of switch your perspective and your mindset. So if you're interested in that, it is linked in the show notes. Other than that, thank you again for tuning in today. And here's Laura. Hi, Laura. Welcome to the show. Hi, so excited to be here. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to have you here. You and I have been talking on Instagram for a long time. And so this just felt like, you know, kind of an about time situation. Yeah, feels like feels like old internet friends meeting face to face for the first time. <laughs> those are some of the best. Those are the best kinds of friendships, to be honest. For those who are listening who don't know um, you, don't follow you or anything like that, um, would you be able to tell us a little bit about yourself, who you are, what you do, everything like that? Yeah. Hi, I'm Laura. I am the creator of The Self Set. I create content and share strategies and advice around self-compassion and honest self-love. I self-published a guided journal that helps women work through their insecurities using cognitive reframing to kind of build confidence over time. And yeah, I'm just always posting, you know, silly reels on Instagram, but also trying to share those type of tactical strategies and things that have helped me really um, learn to love myself and build confidence and yeah, the type of advice I needed back in the day. Mm-hmm. I, I have to your reels are some of my favorite ones because they're not just entertaining, but they are like super relatable. Like I don't see as many people taking some of the angles that you do with just like kind of reminding people about some aspects of it that people often overlook. Um, so I think you do a really good job at that. And I always really like seeing them. Oh, thank you so much. I also bought your book when it came out. So and it was it was I think it's really good. It's just very, you know, straightforward, but in a good way, like in a really beneficial way. The first question 
that I wanted to ask you is one that came from Instagram because I posted it and someone was just like, what is self-compassion? They just didn't know, which is a fair question. So how would you define self-compassion? I would, I think self-compassion is really about being kind to yourself and treating yourself like your own friend. It's that sort of acceptance and understanding of who you are and what you're doing what you're going through Mm. um, and just approaching it with empathy. Mm. I think there are so many times, I guess, from my own experience where I kind of skipped over that, you know, when I was, when I was in a place where I was trying to build confidence and stop being that shy girl, I was very much like, Oh, I just need to stop being shy and then I'll be confident, you know, that jump. But instead of, and when I was thinking like that, I was in this place of, Oh, I need to fix myself. Mm. And so it was this idea, self-compassion involves actually meeting yourself where you are and being mm-hmm. like, you don't need fixing. There's nothing wrong with who you are. And it's just that love and kindness that's going to actually help you like, actually build that sort of self-love and build that confidence. Yeah, I love that. And as a former shy girl myself, I appreciate that like aspect because it can be really... I don't know, it can be tough, like trying to like, not necessarily, you don't even need, there's nothing wrong with being shy, but like, it definitely helps to kind of gain confidence a little bit beyond the shyness um, in our society. Um, but ha- meeting yourself ha- like halfway almost with like understanding where you are is so important. And so, yeah, I like that. And then, so for the next question, has your view on this, on self-compassion and self-love, has that changed over the years throughout your own personal growth journey? Absolutely. I think kind of what I touched on actually is that Mm -hmm. idea of like, yeah, in the past, I didn't understand the importance of self-compassion. You know, I, with the media, they always talk about Mm -hmm. self-love and, oh, just love yourself, love your body. And that's great, but at the same time, that doesn't, I think saying those type of things like, oh, just love yourself, that's all, like Mm -hmm. trivializes the issue. It -hmm. definitely doesn't address the idea of of how difficult it can be to love yourself, especially in our society, how it often, yeah, there's a lot of comparison and just a whole, you know, industry that's built on making particularly women, you know, really question Mm -hmm. how they feel about themselves. So it was that idea when it comes back to self-compassion, it's the idea of, as I touched on, like really embracing who you are and learning to love those parts of yourself, Mm -hmm. you know, really that acceptance and empathy for what you're dealing, who you are and what you're dealing with. And Mm -hmm. that was just something in the past I just didn't understand the value of. And now that's why I post so much about it and why I talk so much about it is because I think it's the pivotal thing people need, um, mm-hmm. especially with people who have, like me, who have spent so long um, trying to love themselves and trying to build confidence and for the longest time couldn't and didn't know why. It's a mm-hmm. good chance it's out you're not being as kind to yourself or as compassionate with yourself as you could be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then how do you navigate moments where you have trouble with self-compassion and owning your voice? Yeah, that is something that's an ongoing type of battle. I think right. that was another thing that for, you know, growing up, I guess I always looked at it as, oh, someday I'll be this confident person. And I'll never have to worry about my insecurities and these doubts and stuff. I'll be like totally 100% confident 100% of the time. And I just don't think that's possible. And yeah, I think when 
nowadays, the thing that has really helped me has just been taking that time. Like I think journaling is the opportunity that has really helped me each day reflecting. It's given me the opportunity to write out the type of words that, you know, a friend would say to me, the type of thing of like, it's okay, what it's understandable what you're going through, you're doing all right, you're doing better than you, than you think you are. Mm-hmm. Uh, th- those type of things. And it's just having, that's the one thing for sure, that just consistent routine of t- talking to yourself in that way, in some mm-hmm. capacity, I think is what's the best way to practice that. Yeah, I think that's, that's super important. And something that I also have to remind myself like all the time, because I am, I, and my biggest, I'm my worst critic. I don't even necessarily, like nowadays, I don't necessarily put as much weight on people's opinions outside of me, but my own opinion of myself is definitely the harshest. So taking that approach, like sometimes, like even my boyfriend will have to be like, how would you tell a friend this situation? You know, that kind of a thing. And like, it, it can really give a good perspective shift of like, would you give yourself your own advice of how, what you're doing? Like, how you're handling it. So yeah, I, I do think there's a lot of value in that too. And like journaling it down can really just make it even more like of an impact, you know, um, if that, if it's something that helps you in that way. This was another one from Instagram. Someone had asked what tangible tools, well, you kind of asked that, you kind of answered this one, but in case there's other ones, um, what tangible tools can you suggest for someone who is often hard on themselves? So if there's any other ones that you might suggest, um, if not totally fine, (laughs) but yeah, there. (laughs) Yeah. I have one other one that I think okay. I that I think has really helped me uh, very recently. I've started to do much more often is celebrate my growth or celebrate my accomplishments. Mm-hmm. I guess mm-hmm. finding little ways to recognize them, even if they're the tiniest thing. Like mm-hmm. it's that idea from a psychology sp- standpoint. It's that I when you are really hard on yourself or think really negatively or you know dealing with a lot of insecurities, your brain if you think oh, you know, I suck at this job or, oh, people don't like me. Your brain's going to think of all of the evidence up to support that. You know, you're going to remember all those times you've screwed up mm-hmm. or things like that. But on the flip side of that, like if you are starting, starting to learn to be kind to yourself and say those type of like, no, I am doing okay. Like I am actually doing better than I think I am. And you can actually support that with evidence. Like you have like a kind of a lineup in your head of like, oh yeah, that one time where I nailed that project or that one time this one person told me that they loved, you know, what I said or things like Mm -hmm. that. I think there's, that's so important to like regularly keep that in mind. You know, Mm -hmm. when you, when you are someone, you know, who tends to think more insecure or, you know, fall into those kind of traps it's mm-hmm. just to regularly be like, okay, no, I'm doing all right. And here's all the evidence of why. Yeah, I think that that's really powerful too. Like, because exactly like you said, it's so easy to think of, even if you're like comparing yourself to someone else, like someone else's timeline, you're just like, no, look at all the things I have done. Just like reminding yourself that can be really powerful. Yeah, and it's not selfish either to do that. I think that's the other side too, where it almost feels like, oh, this is going to be kind of, you know, tooting my own horn or anything, but no, this is, it's okay to be proud of your accomplishments. And yeah. And you're, even though, like I said, big things or little things. Yeah. And it's funny that it's, it's good that you say, mentioned the word selfish because a lot of people that I work with are like scared of being come off as that way or perceived as that way. Do you have any advice to someone that might 
have that approach or that mindset when it comes to self-compassion or celebrating themselves or any type of self-care? That is a good question, because that's definitely something I've kind of thought about, too, um, even with creating, you know, my account, the self set and kept on saying self love and self compassion. I'm like, is this going to come across as narcissistic? Like, you keep saying the self like, <laughs> but no, like the whole thing is that, like, I think, and well, first, I think the right people are gonna, you know, yeah. be there, you know, and support you and be proud and happy for you. If someone is thinking, <laughs> like, oh, you're so full of yourself, then that's person likely is something, you know, projecting how they feel. If, Absolutely. You know, if you're having that insecurity of, oh, that person is too full of themselves, then there's something missing for them. Mm -hmm. You know, they haven't taken that time to embrace who they are or something. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But I think that's the biggest thing is that, no, there's nothing wrong with being proud of who you are, being proud of your accomplishments and yeah, just embracing every part of you and the right people mm -hmm. will be there by your side. Absolutely. Yeah. Anytime you get some sort of harsh criticism, it's more a reflection of that other person. It's not really, they definitely haven't exactly what you said. Like they have something to deal with internally that they haven't addressed and they're projecting. So what is the best piece of advice you've ever received when it comes to self-compassion and self-love? I would say, I don't know if this would be a piece of advice necessarily, but there was a quote that always stood out to me a few years ago, it, and I don't know who it's by, but it says, be patient with yourself. Nothing in nature blooms all year. Mm. And it was the sort of thing where I heard that in a time where I was very, uh, you know, very lost. I was experiencing, definitely experiencing quarter life crisis and, you know, working through my insecurities and things like that. Yeah, just that reminder that, yeah, it's okay to not be okay. It's okay mm -hmm. to not really like yourself sometimes. It's okay to have off days. Like, they're, as we touched on, it's going to come. Like, there's, I don't think there's a time where you're 100% confident, 100% love yourself. Like, you're mm -hmm. human. You're going to not feel you know, on top of the world sometimes. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, I just love that advice of, like, being able to approach it with that compassion and empathy of like, it's okay exactly where you are and it's okay if you're not okay right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I, I like that a lot. That's a really good quote. What would you advise to people who are struggling with being kind to themselves? Like there, it's just really, really hard for them to even get started. Like how would you suggest they get started? I think the idea of finding those little ways to, of the small signs of your growth, as small mm -hmm. as, you know, doing something that, you know, was a little outside your comfort zone that you couldn't have imagined doing a year ago, or mm -hmm. yeah, a moment where you've spoken up for yourself or a moment mm -hmm. that you, yeah, that you've connected with someone. Because also, I guess my mind also goes to, I think being able to see other people's, other people's stories helps. I think being able to see other people embracing who they are, I think. Mm -hmm. And with nowadays with social media, I think there, that is becoming much more common of people really embracing their flaws and really sharing them and, um, and just built and having that sort of community. I think for, mm. yeah, I think having, finding that sort of any sort of community, mm -hmm. even it's tricky because when you're in a negative mindset like that, it's probably, you probably don't see um, mm -hmm. that there's so many kind people out there. Maybe unfortunately around you, there aren't very many kind people, but with nowadays with the social media and things like that, there are so many people you can connect with out there. And to know that you're not alone, that literally what you're feeling right now has been felt by someone else or is being mm -hmm. felt by someone else. Mm -hmm. I think that is such a good 
realization and great first step to actually like, okay, I'm not the only one dealing with this. Now, what do I do about it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and for people, cause I, there are some people close to me that have like their, their mind just like is blown by how close of friendships I can, I have created just from people online, like for a long time. But like part of that is because it's a group of people who gets it. Like that might not like, especially last year, it was very helpful last year, (laughs) but um, it's just, you know, I wouldn't have even known about so much of just the personal development world period if I hadn't like started dabbling into that community on Instagram and stuff like that. Like it's kind of wild, but like it is possible and there's a community for almost probably everything that you can imagine. You're currently going through, kind of shifting it a little bit, but you mentioned your comfort zone. You're currently going through a comfort zone challenge that you're doing, um, which I think is great. I always love every time that you post about it because it's just kind of some of the stuff I'm like, God, I wouldn't, I, I couldn't do that or something like that. Um, can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah. So uh, I made a decision for a whole month to do something outside my comfort zone each day. And that varies between like little things and bigger things like for example this would be something that i'm adding (laughs) to that list um but it was just it came out of this need of i think for me personally anytime i've done things outside my comfort zone good has come from it whether it's Mm. like building confidence or having more courage to do more things outside my comfort zone or times where i've met new people and things like that and already, yeah, we're all, we're almost towards the end. We're the last week of this challenge. And I have done like so many different things. And I've con- mainly I've connected with so many people. Mm-hmm. I think I've met so many people both um, by actively reaching out to people I probably wouldn't, uh, wouldn't have, you know, mm-hmm. there's, there's also like events I've been to, I spoke, I performed at a poetry open mic. That That's probably so cool. is the- that was definitely the biggest thing outside my comfort zone I did. That one, like, I, yeah, I loved it. And I definitely want to do it again. But it was definitely something that I would not have challenged myself to do had I not had, you know, this actual challenge to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Has, was that your favorite one? Or have you had one that you've like, one that you've done so far that you that you feel like, I don't know, was your new favorite thing or something like that (laughs) that might be that might have have to be my absolute favorite one because that one was just yeah it just was so such a new experience and some it was the sort of thing where when I was little I used to love performing and Mm. um after a while at some point I like got too concerned what other people thought of me Mm -hmm. I think and got so harsh on myself that I like you know, didn't perform at all and didn't want to be seen. Mm-hmm. So do, for some reason, being on that stage and actually sharing that poem. Um, yeah, like I felt like I went back to the, yeah, the kid me that loved to be, you know, center of tension and performing. And yeah, like that just opened up something for me. And I'm like, I'm definitely wanting to do that again. Yeah, I, I love that. What brought you the idea to do like an open night for poetry night? Yeah, it was it was something where even before this challenge, I was, I had taken a poetry workshop, writing workshop, mm. uh, just for the heck of it. Like it's something I think in the past year that I'm, I take on this, who was a Jensen Shero, I think, 
has her in her like you are a badass book says something mm-hmm. about having that mindset of like I'm just gonna do something why not I'm just gonna try yeah. it and that was how I was with the poetry workshop I loved watching spoken word on YouTube I loved going to poetry slams to watch and you know I just love to write in general so I was it you know piqued my interest went for it and yeah then having this challenge it just gave me that opportunity to actually take that step and actually share what I've written. Yeah. It was really cool. Yeah. That, that book you're about us. Definitely. I mean, title of my (laughs) podcast is a slight homage to that book. So Mm -hmm. highly recommend that. Um, And how, I mean, is that kind of the process of how you went to think of each day's challenge? Was it just kind of like thinking about something you've enjoyed in the past or like, how have you come to think of like all the various things? Cause that's quite a bit like a full month. Like that's quite a bit of things. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think when I tried to approach it, because yeah, I didn't really prepare a list of things ahead of Mm. time. There were a few ideas, you know, I went on Eventbrite and tried to see what upcoming events were happening. But for the most part, yeah, just day to day, I like to think to myself, is there something that sounds exciting that sounds, you know, like, ooh, that might be fun. But, you know, any type of thing that my thought it goes there, but my thought also goes to ooh, but I haven't done that before, or ooh, but what if, what's someone going to think? Um, yeah, if I have those thoughts, the something piques my interest, but something is ha- making me hesitate, then that's probably the thing I need to do. Mm. You know, there's been times where it's literally just reaching out to an old acquaintance or something and, you know, saying hi, because those sort of situations, we get very like, ooh, but that's kind of weird. Like, what are they going to mm. think when they get a random message from me? It's opening my eyes to how much we overthink it and how much Mm. excuses we make up for ourselves. Mm -hmm. That's the biggest thing is that like with all of these, anything that I've had this past month that thought that some sort of excuse has come up in my mind Mm -hmm. of like, oh, well, maybe I shouldn't or "Uh, I don't really feel like it. And it's just gotten me very much more aware of that. You know, Mm -hmm. thankfully with this challenge, I have that reason to be like to to recognize that and be like, okay, no, I need to do this. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But yeah, it's just the awareness of that and the eagerness to do do it more. Yeah, I, I love that. If someone was wanting to do something similar, maybe, I mean, even if it's not just a 30-day, just like try to take steps towards going outside of a comfort zone, where would you recommend they start? It really might depend on the person. Like mm-hmm. I said, it varies so much. I think we have such a great opportunity with social media and things like that to connect with new people. And it can be very scary and outside your comfort zone to meet, to connect with new people. So I think that would be the easiest way to send a message either to someone you admire or an old friend or, you know, something like that. And it could be either just a, I just want to let you know that I really like what you're doing. It could be like a, Hey, do you want to meet up for coffee? They're local. Um, or virtual coffee, because I think that's still a thing. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Or things like that. I think that's something that we tend to, you know, it's comfortable to connect with some people, maybe the people we're most familiar with, but sometimes it could be outside our comfort zone to connect with people we aren't that familiar with. Mm -hmm. But those opportunities to connect with new people, like, just opens the door. Like, it, there's been so many benefits, both like, Gain to know yourself better, you know, gain to find new um, interests and similarities and yeah, new experiences. Yeah. And you really, you're, you're right. You really 
don't know what can happen. You never know what can happen out of that because even something small like that, because like one of my closest friends, we worked together at Disney and we like we were we were friendly at work. We weren't necessarily we never like hung out outside of work. We never texted or anything like that. But when we both quit around the same time, we were like tweeting something. And then she responded and she was like, I'm feeling the same way. Let's go hang out. And I was like, okay. And like, that was very much outside of my comfort zone at the time. I did not do that. I honestly still don't do that super often, (laughs) but now she's like one of my closest and like, and favorite people. Like it's amazing what can happen from just something that small. I love that. I think that's all the questions I have about the your comfort zone challenge, but tell us a little bit more about your Create Your Confidence journal. Yeah, the Create Your Confidence journal, yeah, I self-published uh, back in April 2020. That was an interesting experience. It was the sort of thing where, as we've touched on, when I was younger, I struggled a lot with self-esteem issues. I was definitely the shy girl, a lot of insecurities, and when I would find advice out there, it was very much just like, oh, be your own kind of beautiful, just love yourself, that's it. Like, mm-hmm. you know, the advice out there was just to to put yourself out there and that was that's all they said about it. Um, you know, to join extracurricular activities, period, you know, then you'll be <laughs> outgoing. Like, and right. it's like, what? <laughs> um, and it was the sort of thing where it wasn't until I, in college, when I actually started going to therapy, and it was when they start to actually address, okay, why are you having trouble like connect, you know, opening up or why why are you feeling timid in these situations? And you know, a, a approaching the root cause, but approaching it with compassion and empathy. Uh, it was the sort of thing where that was the type of thing. I wish there was a tool like that, like a tool mm-hmm. that actually let you break down your insecurity and approach in a, okay, here, here's why you're feeling this way. And it's understandable. Here's the compassion, like totally okay to be feeling this way. Okay. Now let's do something about it. Let's start to reframe it. And that's exactly what I ended up creating. Like I created the create your confidence guided journal to use cognitive reframing the steps of, yeah. Like what's the insecurity? Where is it coming from? You know, that understanding, like, okay, it's understandable why I'm feeling this way. Yeah, that the understanding of, okay, what, wh- how would I want to feel about this instead? Like the understanding that that bridge of how, how you can move towards actually building confidence there, you know, re mm-hmm. rewiring your brain there of like, okay, no, I can feel better about this insecurity or this situation. And then, yeah, reframing it of like, okay, here's how I want to feel about it. I think it's just, it's such a powerful tool that I also don't see anywhere else. Like that yours is the only one that I've seen actually bridge that gap between what you're thinking and what you want to feel because there is more work than just, just feel that way. Just do it. (laughs) Yeah. And yeah, it kind of goes back to what we started talking about, just that uh, approaching it with compassion and mm-hmm. understanding. And that's the mm-hmm. sort of thing that, yeah, so much modern self-love talk kind of skips over. It seems like it's okay. No, you got to address what's really going on and work towards rewiring it because, you know, with insecurities that gets like really wired in your brain. The more mm-hmm. you have, the, you know, you've ha- the longer you've dealt with those insecurities, it's really changing the way you think. And that's mm-hmm. going to take time and it's going to take patience and care. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I just love that I had this chance to take this 
process that helped me and make it into a, a fun little tool. Yeah. How did you go about self-publishing? Because that's not the way I went. And I've always been curious on like what that process is like, because mine are also journals and so are yours. So I was just curious, like, how did how did that come about? Yeah, that was, hmm, I'm trying to remember. I think I had, there was someone, I think I met another, per, you know, another online friend who mm -hmm. I think self-published, who has self-published a guided journal uh, in the past or a planner. And it's through Amazon. Amazon has uh, Kindle Direct Publishing that mm. there definitely is a low barrier to entry uh, to actually create a product on there. And yeah, it's been a really cool process to actually go in there and yeah, create from, you know, actual the whole designing and filling it in and actually going through the process to get, get it published through their system. Oh, so you really do the designing just like within Amazon, like they have all the tools and everything like that? Kind or of. I did it on, okay. I used a different, you could do it on there. I used a oh, different okay. program, but then okay. uploaded it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would say that, that. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised because Amazon seems to have everything and do everything. But everything, um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but but really cool. Did you? I forget. Did you have someone else design the cover, or did you design the cover? I found someone. It was interesting that through this whole process, when I was working on this, I met a woman. Uh, I think I met her on a local Facebook group, mm. and she was an artist that was just hoping to collaborate with other content creators and things like that. And she was a b very body positive uh, artist. And I just loved her design, loved her colors. And yeah, we connected and that, you know, it was super generous of her to draw that cover. Um, there's this drawing of, yeah, these three women, these different colors. And yeah, I just love the way it turned out. I do too. I think it's a beautiful, beautiful like design. Like I really like it too. <laughs> Thank you. How about before I get into some of the rapid fire questions that I ask all my guests, how can people find you if they want to connect? The best way to find me would be on Instagram at the self set. Yeah. And you'll awesome. see all my fun little Instagram reels and all my like very honest thoughts in my Instagram stories. Yeah. I love connecting with people on there. Cool. Yeah. I'll have, um, for those listening, it's going to be linked in the show notes so you can go directly to, um, if you want to connect with Laura. And then, so now I have three questions that I ask all of my guests. It's just kind of a rapid fire, like what comes to mind first kind of situation. So first question that I have is what does happiness mean to you? I think happiness is about just finding ways to be grateful for where you are in your life, who, you know, who's around you and what you're experiencing. Just little examples of gratitude each day. I like that. And number two, what's one thing on your bucket list that you can't wait to do? Ooh, I can't wait to hopefully someday go to Greece. I think Ooh. that would be my, yeah, one country. I mean, I want to travel all over Europe, but every time I see a photo of Greece, I'm like, I got to go there. Do you follow random, but do you follow manifestation babe on Instagram? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Isn't she there right now? Cause she's posting, <laughs> Oh my God, all her photos are just making me want to travel so bad. <laughs> yeah. That's what it reminds me of. <laughs> um, and number three, if you could give your younger self one main piece of advice, what would that be? Ooh, if I can give myself one younger self, one piece of advice, 
I would give, I would say that, yeah, just that there's nothing wrong with you that like you're mm-hmm. okay. And that, yeah, just that, just that. I think that the, you're okay. There's honestly nothing wrong with you. And just that you will find the right people mm-hmm. who that will remind you of that. I think that's the important thing that, yeah, that me and, and I wish other, you know, young kids knew. Yeah. Especially right now. Like I, I, I can't imagine being younger right now with TikTok and stuff. I just feel like there's so much more pressure and then we, and we still had pressure. So I can't even imagine what it's like now. And I definitely feel for people who are younger right now, because that must've been, it it must be tough, but Yeah, I like that. Um, So cool. That's all the questions that I had today. Thank you so much for being on the show. And again, if anyone has any questions or would like to connect with Laura further, I'll have some links in the show notes, including links to her book and everything like that. And yeah, thank you again for, for taking your time today. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for listening to the Be Your Own Badass podcast. Love this episode? Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. Do you have a question that you'd like answered on the Be Your Own Badass podcast? Go to sarahcatherine.com slash badassquestion to submit your question, get featured on air, and receive specific advice to help you. I can't wait to hear from you. Until next time.